Cut for Time, a podcast of Faith Church from the north side of Indianapolis. I'm Claire Kingsley, and I'm your host. I'm here with Pastor Tom today. Hey, good to join you, Claire. Thank you, Tom, for your time. Tom, we've never been able to host you on Cut for Time before. Hey, it's about time. I know, my goodness, it's overdue. Hmm. So, um, Tom, we're excited to have you. We're going to just hear about what life has been like for you. Give us an update on the Faith Church family and how we could be praying together with you. Yeah, okay. So, Tom, give us a personal update. How are you and Linda doing? What is going on in your household the last few months? Well, just like everybody else says, we're doing fine. Everybody's uh, managing, getting along okay. But uh, just like all of you, things are different, certainly. And each of us have our own uniquenesses and differences. Uh, but it's a big transition time for us. We just finished four years of homeschooling with our oldest grandson, and he left to go back to Kentucky just last Saturday. So that's the biggest thing. Tom, how has graduating Preston and um, reaching that milestone, how is that going to change life moving forward for you and Linda? That's a little scary to answer because you never know what's coming next. But I would say the last four years have been certainly among the most challenging of our lives. Uh, mixing uh, homeschooling of, of a grandson with our other responsibilities. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's been a great team effort, uh, you know, day by day, month by month. Uh, Linda's been very involved with that in terms of, you know, just helping, you know, feed him and <laughs> take care of him at the house and also helping with math and science, which is her strength. So with that part of our lives finished, even though we're still homeschooling another uh, granddaughter, um, I, I think it really will open things up a lot. It will it'll allow me to be a lot more flexible in ministry. Uh, I think it will allow us more flexibility in terms of things we can do uh, just as husband and wife. Uh, although with our mom with us, that's still a, a, a pretty limiting factor right now as well. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward. We both turned 70 this year, and we uh, a lot of things we'd like to do. We'll see if the Lord opens the door for it. Mm-hmm. What's something yeah. you both are most looking forward to? Well, we have different kinds of it. I mean, the main thing that we totally agree on is traveling to Nebraska, to Virginia, to Kentucky to see our kids and grandkids. And we have some other very special friends that uh, we, we like to visit, uh, and so we agree on that. I personally would like to do a lot of traveling to visit parts of the U.S. that I've not visited, and even some overseas potentially. Um, and Linda's probably not quite as excited about that as I am, but I think if the opportunity comes, we'll enjoy doing that together. Mm-hmm. And getting back to Kansas and, and Kansas City, where her sister is, to see them as well. Sure. What type of traveling are we talking about? Are you guys going to rent an RV and travel all the way across America? No way. Okay. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I do not see myself being what I call a truck driver, driving an RV. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, no, I think uh, our trips probably wouldn't be like months at a time. Maybe a couple of weeks is about as much as we would expect. And I still want to work I, as long as I can uh, but, um, and stay active in ministry. But I, uh, I would say, you know, we'll either get in my Impala or her, uh, or, or her Outback and we'll, we'll drive. Okay. And uh, if we can't find free lodging, we'll get a hotel. Okay. <laughs> 
That's great. Yeah. You also said life looks different for you in the last few months. What has been different? Yeah, well, um, yeah, sure, it's, it's been a, a lot different just like it is for everybody else. Uh, you know, we pick up our groceries after we've ordered them online, been into the store a few times, but not very much. I can't do the things I normally do in ministry, at least not the same way. Um, can't go to hospitals, uh, can't do those kinds of things. Um, or visit people in care homes, uh, or just visit hardly anybody. So uh, that's the main big difference. And so I'm ready to be done with this, but we may not be yet. Mm -hmm. so. so you mentioned, just touched on some ways that ministry's been different, things that you aren't able to do. What are some things that you have been doing that aren't a part of your normal routine in ministry? Well, uh, the main thing I've been doing is um, routinely making phone calls, just going down the line and trying to connect with people. And I've, I don't know, I've made a couple hundred calls, I suppose. Uh, those are delightful, though I'd much prefer talking to you face-to-face -face than on the phone. Uh, but it's certainly a, a wonderful second best since we can't get together. So I've been really glad for that. Had some great visits with lots and lots of people. Some people I don't know, but I've gotten to know them a little bit on the phone, heard their stories. What have been some uh, impacts on in your faith journey and your walk with the Lord because of uh, COVID-19? That's a great question. I, in fact, I really like the question. Um, I, uh, music is so incredibly important. I think it is for everybody. Not everybody realizes it. Singing is just such a powerful way of growing in our faith and affirming our faith. And so the Monday night, Thursday night sings that we've had have been very special and brought a lot of emotion. We've thrown in a Tuesday night with Keith and Christine Getty as well. I hope that's okay. But um, just singing new songs, old songs, um, that has, in some ways, I think my faith has been more emotional over the last three months than it was than it maybe is sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was here Thursday, late Thursday, and they were setting up for the Thursday night sing here. So I just went up into the sanctuary and I sat way back in the corner and just sang and cried a little with them as they were, as they were leading uh, the, the hymns. Being in the space that we hadn't been in and haven't been in as a, as a church for so many weeks, just being in the space was comforting and encouraging that like this place is, the church isn't the building, it's not that room, but it's still something significant in terms of where we gather with God's people. And mm -hmm. only problem is most of the people were missing, but still the place was important. Yeah, I agree. When um, when the hymn sings or the worship nights began, I was coming in on those nights to either mm -hmm. help set up or help facilitate or um, take requests, those kind of things. And that first night of being there, we hadn't even been apart for very long at that point. It felt significant mm -hmm. um, just having any lapse of gathering together. But um, I started also tearing up, feeling so emotional about singing these songs. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I am so sorry that other people don't get the yeah. experience I have. I didn't even feel like I was working. I felt like this was such a joy to be able yeah. to be there. 
And I know so many people desire to have the same thing. They want to be able to come. Unfortunately, yeah. we can't open it up to people just for um, just the health and safety of our yeah. church members. Yeah. But um, I know everybody's craving that, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I sure am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Tom, you've spent hours and hours and hours making hundreds, several hundred phone calls, you said, to people in our faith church family. You've heard their needs, their stories, their prayers. What is going on in our faith family that has been encouraging to you when you talk with people? What are you hearing that has been uplifting that you'd like to share? Yeah, I guess overall, it's been encouraging that we have a resilient people. We have a people that are strong in their faith. They're not gonna be they're not going to fall overboard because of this storm uh, in in our lives. Um, they're concerned. They are, you know, troubled by a lot of things. But uh, I, I think it's it's a real testimony to the strength of the faith of our people. They're they're moving forward. Um, we don't seem to have as many people that are unemployed by this yet. That could still come. Mm -hmm. It's certainly affecting some of our people. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. And as I call and talk to people, they are asking about others. Uh, they're asking how the financial stability of the church is, which has been you know, amazingly good. And uh, we all still have jobs that are on staff, that's good. Uh, but uh, so there seems to be a real commitment looking beyond themselves, not just feeling sorry for themselves. And, and that's, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's encouraging. What has been maybe a resounding prayer or a need that you're hearing in our church family that you've now been praying for that we could also join in praying with? I think the, the thing that weighs heaviest on me, that has broke me a couple of times, uh, is our people that are alone. Uh, we have singles that live alone just as that's their life and they can't get out and be with people. We need people, we need hugs. We need all of that kind of thing. Um, funerals, I've conducted one graveside service. I've attended another one. I actually said no to a grieving person who asked me for a hug. Mm -hmm. That was a horrible experience in, on a certain level because I didn't know if I'd made the right decision or not but I was honoring my family's request and just wanting to make sure I didn't hurt somebody else right. with it. But um, so just that sense of loneliness. We've had a lot of people that have lost parents and grandparents this spring. Yes. We haven't had deaths within the church, just one specifically of, of one who was a member here, um, but a lot of parents and grandparents and they can't have the normal rituals of grief. They can't have funerals. They have short graveside services, or in, in one case, there were a few ma family members present. The rest were on FaceTime, I guess it was, um, for the short service that I led at the, at the graveside. And uh, you don't, you just, you go to a funeral, to a graveside and not touch anybody, that's bizarre but it's our reality right now. So just that sense of those who are lonely, those who are in care homes, those who are isolated, praying for them specifically, 
And there's some of that for even families because, you know, we love each other, but we, 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 our, our strength comes from a broader connection of people as well. So just that relational component, how do we continue to love appropriately when there are limitations to how we can do it? Yeah. Well, Tom, that being said, would you feel comfortable leading us and leading our listeners in short prayer, praying for these needs? I would be happy to, and I'll try to keep it short. Oh, no, it doesn't need to be <laughs> short. I didn't take that part out. <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father, uh, you know, everyone who's uh, hearing this, uh, what unique issues they're going through that maybe they haven't talked to anybody about over the phone, um, or maybe they're feeling very isolated and, and alone. And so, God, I, I pray for and not just those listening to this, but our whole congregation, that there would be a powerful sense of, of your presence that maybe because of other circumstances we can be more spiritually sensitive and aware of in the quietness, in the experience of being still and knowing that you are God, that uh, you would touch uh, lives and, and uh, give a, a, a break from that lonely feeling that some feel. Uh, for those who are just isolated, especially in care homes or in their own grief from loss of a loved one, uh, may you give special comfort and, and care for them today. Help us to know how, when the normal means aren't available to us, how we can make calls and make contacts and offer to run errands and those kinds of things to encourage one another. And may this result, as you've promised that you will use everything for our growth in Christ, may this will result in even a stronger church, uh, stronger believers, as we uh, look forward to being together again. We pray sooner rather than later. Uh, just thank you for Faith Church, for the blessing we have to be a part of it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tom. Tom, how can our Faith Church family also be praying for you and Linda? Uh, thank you. Um, you know, we, we, like everybody else, we have family members that we can't visit. We would love to make some trips this summer. That may not be possible. Uh, Linda's mother is 94 and a half years old. She's lived with us for 18 years. Um, she's currently in the hospital. Um, and we think just for a couple of days, low sodium, and hopefully she'll be able to get uh, back on top of things. But uh, we have seen a significant slowdown physically for her in the last couple of months. and. Uh, so just prayer for us, strength, stamina, for Linda especially, and caring for her mom that's sometimes yeah. challenging. And um, so that's the main thing. And then how we love our kids from a distance, how we try to encourage them. We have 13 grandkids, and uh, we have one of them living with us <laughs> because she's kind of trapped at our house by COVID-19. But, um, uh, you know, just how we, how we encourage our family and the sure. church family. Sure. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. All right, Tom, let's finish our Cut for Time episode the way I try and finish most, which is ask you for a final nugget, what you want to leave our listeners with. It could be an encouragement, it could be a final word or a verse, or something that's just been on your heart that you'd like to share. Okay, and this will probably be redundant because it's something that I tend to say over and over and over again. Um, I get stuck in particular passages of the Bible and just just like to stay there. This is Romans 8 that says, and I'm just going to give a big broad paraphrase, 
that everything in our lives God uses to make us more like Jesus. And that includes COVID-19, that includes every experience I'm going through, every experience you're going through, and some of those are really hard, but God promises to make us more like Jesus, and that's really good news. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for your time and sharing with us your thoughts on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. You guys, this is our last podcast of the season for Cut for Time. Something that we're looking forward to is faith stories. We'll start releasing those in just about a week. You'll get to hear a faith story of somebody in our faith faith church family. And um, we'll release them about once every week. And you'll hear them on our podcast stream. They're also available on our website. So we encourage you to listen to those, hear the stories of those in our faith family, and share them with others. Thanks for listening to Cup for Time, and we'll be back in the fall. Mm-hmm.